<clears throat> Greetings, podcast listeners. This is my first podcast ever, and I have one of my bestest friends sitting next to me, and she's going to talk about some things considering that, you know, everybody's opinion is different. Opinions are like assholes. Everyone has them. Some, some of them stink. A quote by my father, Bruce Brewer. You're welcome, Dad. Shout out to my dad. <clears throat> Anyways, today's topic of conversation is what I am looking for and what Natalie is looking for in a significant other. And I'll just um, go on a short little tangent here. Uh, I do not have a specific look in mind when it comes to the men that I am interested in. Um, and the wonderful thing about myself is that toot toot over here toot my own horn um, I appreciate the female body as well as the male body so I don't discriminate I I love human beings and our shapes and sizes and I think we're all beautiful so what really gets my gears going here is uh, a man that's driven and that wants to better himself and someone who semi sort of cares about their body not to a point where it's an obsession, because that's annoying. Um, I like to have fun, so I want my partner to have fun with me. And <clears throat> essentially, I'm just looking for a good-hearted individual. And looks are a plus after that, but it's not essential that I am... I mean, of course, you have to be attracted to someone sexually and romantically, obviously. Um, otherwise, you know, sex is like 90% of a relationship... Let's be honest. Uh, All right. Hi, everyone. This is Natalie over here. And um, I'm just going to interject after this Match.com profile update. <laughs> so <laughs> the topic of discussion to rehash for those of you joining us is what are you looking for in a significant other or partner? So um, Whitney's kind of going through a checklist of items. You know, what you're looking for. To recap real quick, not really so much as physical, but as well as mental. So let's start that uh, high level and kind of let's work our way through that. So if you're not really attracted to or if the physical representation appearance of a person is maybe a second priority, what are some of the mental attributes that you are really looking for somebody? Uh, <clears throat> personal development and growth. What um, does that look like? It, it's essentially uh, an individual that wants to be the best version of themselves and it's about honesty and integrity and um, caring for themselves and caring for other people um, not in a codependent way which for those of you that don't know codependent means you take care of other people rather than yourself and there is supposed to be a healthy balance that's a fine line though but there's supposed to be a healthy balance because you caring about other people um, most of the time just like Robin Williams uh, fine example he was so concerned about making everyone else happy that he wasn't happy himself. And that was, fair, I mean, fairly evident considering the circumstances. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> but, uh... <clears throat> yeah, but can't you just, like, bring that back to, like, your home stuff of what your brand is of being self-love? And that, you know, you hear this quote all the time that it's, if you can't love yourself, how the hell is anybody else going to love you? Well, I think that's actually... I, I'd like to spin... Spin that it. around right. um, self love for me is it, um, and being authentic enables you, like people to connect with you so if you're 
Um, how do I want to put this? If you don't love yourself, you can't give love to other people because you've not shown love for yourself. And I truly believe that, especially with me being single for the past year, I have learned to take care of myself and love myself um, in a way in which uh, I would be able to pass that on to someone else and do it well and be able to give my significant other what they need to feel loved. Um, have you ever heard of the five love languages? I have. Some, a couple people have told me about it. And what are some of them? Quality time? Yes. Gift uh, giving? Uh, acts the, of service? Acts of, acts of service. What are the other two? Words of affirmation. Okay. And, um... Shit. What was that last one? Shit. You always forget it. The five. Uh, there's some... Well, and, anyways. Anyway, I know, five. <laughs> I know specifically that my love languages are, um, quality time and words of affirmation. So... When I do something well, uh, I enjoy someone telling me that positive I did that feedback. well. Yes, positive feedback. Even negative feedback, to be honest with you. I um, Well, negative feedback is good because it causes you to grow. And if you're an introspective person, for the most part, maybe you take that criticism well. Right. And Not everyone you, does. You learn from it. and But that's what you're talking about, being authentic, at least. Yes. In a positive sort of matter. So, I did an emotional intelligence training program this past weekend. Cool. And people told me about them, myself. And it wasn't... Um, it was said with love, but you know, these things that people were saying were, you know, I see that you have a lot of fear going on and to any normal person that would probably put up barriers. Like that would allow that person to put up barriers and not be authentic well, because, instant, because it's defensive. It's right. like you're fearful and it's like, Oh God, stop. No, don't tell me these things. I don't want to hear it. I probably know it, but I don't, now you're making it real because you put it out in the universe. Right. So when I went through this training, I had a lot of people tell me about myself and instead of getting defensive, which I haven't done in a really long time, I'm able to look at those and say, you know what, well, how do I conquer? How do I get over that? How do I move forward? And I really feel like um, being your authentic self and, and really showing yourself self-love is going to, it's like a stepping stone for, um, good grief, what am I thinking? It's a stepping stone to getting to where you want to be in life. Unless you're totally kosher with just being... Stagnant. Yeah. Which is not cool. I don't surround Personally. myself with stagnant people, to be honest with you. I I, um, I surround myself with the people that feel the way that I want to feel. And it's positivity and self-love and um, support and love and all of the positive things. Right. Uh, let's, bring it, let's bring it back to our topic at hand then. What are the things that you are looking for? in a significant other. So positivity. Yep. Growth. Yep. Authenticity. Yes. Honesty. Yes. Trustworthiness. Uh, yes. Okay. So for me, I agree with all those and I'm probably looking for exactly the same thing. And one of the questions that I would ask you at least is what does trust look like? Because that's a lot of relationships revolve around trust and trust means a lot of different things to a lot of different people. Correct. So what's the perspective on what trust looks like to you? Is it open communication? Is it, what does that, what does trust look like? That you? literally you just finished my sentence. That's exactly <laughs> what I was going to say. Was That's why we're doing this communi podcast. <laughs> communication. Uh, yeah, we're on the same level here. Um, trust is built with communication and I'm the type of person where I trust you until you give me a reason not to. <clears throat> and I have been burned in the past for sure for doing that, but it hasn't changed that 
that aspect of, of myself. I don't want to not trust people because then that puts up a wall and it doesn't allow me to be my authentic self because it creates a cold sense of, uh, it, cre- it creates a cold person because at the same time, and I remember, okay, so there's this song I'm getting way off topic in my own head. Womp, womp. So there's a song that I just heard recently. I think it's by NF and it basically a, a, a lyric in there is you have to give trust in order to receive trust. Mm. And it's, any relationship, whether it's with a significant other, family, friend, co-worker, it doesn't matter. There has to be, it's a two-way street and it has to be a give and take. So, I mean, at that point, that trust version, that communication, how, where's that balance? How do you find that balance? And what does that balance look like to you in what you're looking for in a significant other? Just open communication. Um, I actually had a conversation with but somebody. But open, open with what? Is it everything open or where it's like no bars held? Or, because not everybody views open communication as that. Some I people guess are I more physical just say than verbal. A mutual respect. Verbally or, of, or of, physically? Of, uh, all of the above, really. I mean, it starts with like verbal communication. So like, let's say I have a partner that's interested in being in a polygamous relationship but I don't necessarily know how I feel about that. Like, I don't know how I feel about you, like, pursuing other women or pursuing other relationships with people. Because then that builds almost like a defense mechanism in me or a I'm not good enough. Insecurities come to rise. Correct. However, if two individuals that are very good at communicating and respect one another, that opens up a lot of possibilities and actually I think that it's a really amazing thing growth wise polygamy allow like I feel like people in polygamous relationships are strong in broad strokes generally together right like they work as a team they're honest with each other there's the communication is on point well, and because it's a relationship and it's built on trust and communication and not, not necessarily always. just sex. Not always. Right. We're making broad general strokes at this point. But ideally, on paper, that's what you're what you're reading. Right. 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 Okay. Uh, but yeah, communication and, and trust go hand in hand, I, I think, personally. Um, I've always told my partners, if you have a, if you have, you know, any inclination to lie to me, leave me. Or if you, um, you lie, you leave, you leave, you lie. I don't know. What? I'm trying to make a something, (laughs) something, something out of nothing basically (laughs) is what she's trying to do. That's what I excel Uh, in. That's what I excel in. Something out of nothing. Mountain out of molehills. Anywho, um, I, I just, I truly believe that communication is really a big part of a relationship, whether it's friendships or with your family, or if you don't have communication, you don't have anything. All right. And if you don't have communication, then you definitely don't have trust. Um, I have made it very clear with also past partners that if they are attracted to another human being, or they even think about like being romantically involved with another human being, that they just tell me. Um, I'm the type of person where I want the truth and I want it now so, so that direct. I don't get hurt later. Direct. Like right now. All right. So here's, I thought of something while you were saying that in today's modern world, let's, we'll kind of shift the conversation to like dating, for example. Okay. So today's modern world is all about like the social aspect. So you have all your dating apps, your matches.com, your eHarmonies, your Bumbles, your Tinders, and whatever the hell else is out there. So 
when you kick off trying to meet people, because sometimes you, I mean, you're going to meet people organically around at bars and local, you know, events and things like that. But like when you meet people on, say, for example, a social media app, what are you looking for there when you first start with talking with somebody via text message? And what is your grammar? I, what is your idea of how something would even progress from there? Grammar. You meet with somebody. It starts with grammar. All if right. you don't know how to use the words your, your, and your, <laughs> or there, there, and there, fuck off. then go fuck yourself. <laughs> um, and that is actually something that I learned about myself this past weekend is that I have a tendency to judge people. And um, unfortunately... But, but don't we all? But fortunately, but, but don't we all to a certain point because it's it's an inherent condition bias where you're going to judge people. You you compare yourself to other people. That's right. exactly what's going on. So okay, for example, don't mean to throw this individual on the bus, but I'm totally doing it because he was disrespectful to me many many months well, ago. Well, anonymous. Karma's a bitch. <laughs> <clears throat> Anon. Here we go. Shout uh, out to Anna. I once I once dated a gentleman who a gentleman. Uh, That's he was not high, a gentleman. High class terms there. He was, I once dated a dude. There you go. Uh, <laughs> who I asked to simply get on a ladder and change my light bulb in my living room, and that motherfucker got up there and he started spinning the shade. And he didn't screw the nut off of the bottom of the fucking shade. He was spinning the shade. I looked at him and I said, "What are you doing?" And he got upset. I would love a Twizzler. Oh, Put you. it in my mouth. No, thanks. Um, you can do that yourself. Thank you. So <laughs> I literally looked at this guy and I'm like, are you serious right now? Like, first of all, for those of you that don't know, like... You I've, are an above 30-year-old man. I've turned... I've yeah. I've changed a motorcycle. Like, I have pulled apart a Harley-Davidson motorcycle and put it back together. I'm quite mechanically inclined. I'm pretty well-rounded. I know how to spell there, there, and there. Wow. I've electrocuted myself on a scooter, but that's about as far as I've and gone. And that's my friend Natalie, everyone. You're welcome. Yep. Her phone number is 513. I don't blah, remember blah, the rest. Blah, 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 Anywho. <laughs> this dude gets up on the ladder, and I asked him, what the hell are you doing? And he said, I'm taking, this, I'm taking the light bulb out of here and re replacing the light bulb. He got really defensive because I basically called him an idiot. I'm like, have you ever changed a light bulb before? Apparently what not. Happens, what happens when your light bulb goes out? Well, I, you know sit, what, you know, I sit in darkness. You know what happens, and friends? Think, and think about life. That guy pays... He pays somebody to come over and to do come it. do it. Minus fifty dollars in your life account. I'm here for comedic relief only I and to it. facilitate the conversation. I think that's great. I keep me on track because I get fucking. That's fine. Let's talk about it. All right. So, so what yeah. I'm basically saying is, when I'm like grammar on social and... social media apps, yeah. If they don't know how to spell, bye. Bye. Um, right. If you're looking to just get laid, bye. I'm not looking for that. Like I can go down the street and fuck my neighbor. <laughs> So well, let's, let's backtrack on that comment right now. Us ladies know what your intentions are through text. We don't have to meet you. We know if you're there to just look for a good, easy lay versus an actual relationship. You really don't have to say it. Your words literally say everything. And actually, you should probably post like on your social media dating app. Just straight app, up say it. You just so say much it. more respect. I'm looking for a lay. I'm actually looking for a relationship. Authenticity is the best fucking thing that you can do for yourself and for other people. Save yourself a lot of time. Save everybody else a lot of time. Just And just, just do forget it. the societal norms. I'm we, just like, what do you actually want? Now, the preface to that is that you actually have to sit down and consider what you want in order to figure out if you just want to get laid or if you're lonely and just looking to talk to somebody. Find a fucking therapist. 
Oh, that's very profound, actually, now that you say that, because I did well, ask. I feel like at some point I've probably been myself in that situation and have probably put other people in that situation. It's really interesting that you say that because... If you're just looking for someone to talk to, call up a friend. I just asked someone talk that question. Talk to your dog. I said, what do you want? All right. And and they said... So what happened? It was... Uh, actually, I've asked two gentlemen in my life, I, okay. what do you want? This was part of the emotional intelligence training program I did. Someone was in my face screaming, what do you want? Well, that'll... What do you want? What do you want? What do you want? What do you want? And I got to a point where I was like, it's, I want well, my mom. It's I fear, want this. It's fear like, or flight at that point. Right. It's fight or flight. F- fight or flight. Shit. <laughs> fight or flight. It's fine. Um, we're, we are literally functioning on coffee and licorice right now. So Yeah, we've been on the road now for about six hours. We're just sitting in traffic here in, uh, right outside of Charlotte, North Carolina. And we're doing our first podcast. So if you're just uh, tuning in, even though you probably listened to the whole thing and, you know, skipped through, we're talking about what relationships and societal norms and dating apps and what do you actually want so back to your emotional intelligence what do you want what do you want so i had multiple people screaming at me what do you want what do you want and it got to a point where i started screaming like i want to inspire people i want to fucking travel i want to live my best life i want to be authentic i want to be these crazy things are coming out of my mouth, but it made me realize, like, that these I kept repeating some of the same things. I'm like, oh, shit, this is actually what I want. And when I asked these two individuals the past over the past week, you know, what do you want? They couldn't fucking answer me. What are the rough ages of these people? 35 and 30. All right, so, ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. Nobody knows what the fuck they're doing with their lives anymore. Why do we... At all. Why Why is it a priority to ever make everyone else happy when we don't even know what we want? Right. Focus on you. I just don't... I don't understand that. Like, fear of being alone or fear of rejection or fear... Like, live. Mm-hmm. And learn how to live. Like, you're going to be rejected someday. Mm, you're going to be dumped. You're going to be heartbroken. Someone's going to fucking die in your life. It's going to happen. So you either prepare for it and you deal with it. But, and but do you prepare for it by shutting down before you let anything happen? I guess you can't prepare for it. Or you just have to kind of go in. Maybe you have to work to the point where you have a mindset. And this is my own personal preference. Where you are just kind of a little bit more flexible. And just know that these are the possible outcomes of this situation. Because at the end of the day, everything is a decision. If you boil it down Correct. to everything is a decision. If somebody wants to talk to you, it's their decision. If they want to ghost you, it's their decision. If they want to call you up and say, hey, let's hang out for dinner, like that's a decision. Right. And you have to be comfortable. And it really just comes back to Whitney's brand of being, you know, okay with yourself and self love because that inspires your own confidence. And if you're good with yourself and that person doesn't call you back, doesn't text fuck you back, them. then fuck off and fuck you go em. to the next person. Because Those people are not your people. As cliche as it is, there's a lot of fish in the sea. And that's, I can't believe I just said that, you but did. I did. So if that isn't inspirational to those listening, I don't know what is. Move on. Yeah, for real. Stop settling. Like, you are you are better than that. I just, I don't understand. I could sit here and talk to the cows come home, and sometimes people will get it, sometimes people won't, and that's, that's okay. And that's fine, because if they're the if people that don't understand or can't read between the lines, then they're just not your people. Right. There, so. There are a lot of people that aren't my people. Well, that's fine at that point. Then I get, you know, now that I am my true authentic self, and I have this very awesome body positive image of myself and of other people I get text messages or Instagram messages or Facebook messages from strangers 
Ooh, sliding into DMs? Saying <laughs> saying things they shouldn't be saying to oh. me. Oh, all right. About my body. And Thank I... Thank you. Pass. I either don't say anything at all, because Mama always said, if you can't say something nice, don't say anything at all. All right. Or... I'm just authentically myself and I'm an asshole. And I'm like, I don't know why the fuck you would say that, so I'm just gonna go ahead and block you so you can't even see this shit anymore. You should have just kept your mouth shut and you could have kept seeing these images, but now you ruined it for yourself. I had someone comment on a photo the other day that I took of a good friend of mine and he said, why are her titties so big? And I literally sent him a message, and I was like, are why is your that fucking are, mouth so big? Like, why did you... people that ignorant? Yes. I'm like, why did you... Why are you farting out of your mouth right now? That's, like, that's straight up word vomit. I literally said... Any thought process. I don't understand world. why you would say that. Like, this is a professional image that I took of my friend. My focus was not actually on it's, her titties. It's art. It my was, focus is art. It was actually about this individual working on her craft and being beautiful and this guy was like well it was just a joke well keep your fucking jokes to yourself because i don't want to hear it i don't want you to focus on somebody's titties when the whole point of an image is not to focus on their titties especially when this individual is self-conscious so i didn't put her to be put on the internet so that she could be more self-conscious about her titties I put her on the internet so that she could see how beautiful she is and how the great conversations and whatever that are about to happen on this image. And then I get, how about I get, fr- I get friends from 10, 15 years ago. Like I see you on Instagram and you weren't that confident, you know, 10 years ago. So how about since you have all these really great pictures on the internet, you send me nudes? No, no, not interested. And then I'll be like, well, I don't send strangers nudes. Like you kind of got to earn that. Like, this is a temple. You know <laughs> you what I mean? Earn like, that. this is a my temple. My body is a wonderland. Yeah, my, John Mayer says my body is a wonderland, and God damn it, it is. All right, we're and digressing. So, we're digressing. Jump back on the track. What were we talking about? Social media apps. Yes. Okay, True. so how I, how I pick them out how and narrow things, them down. That you pick them up. All right, so I read an article somewhere, and I honestly don't remember. It could have been somebody's blog on their own trials and error with the social media dating app. And basically what they said, I think it was a she, and was was just flunking out miserably right and left. And finally came to the conclusion that it was like her idea was to just get a meeting with this person, whoever it may be, as fast as possible. Because ideally, what's the point of a social media? Like, are we going to be pen pals? I'll write to somebody in jail at this point. Because, <laughs> ah, fuck that. I'm not here for that. You want to meet somebody in real life. So, with that said, her process was to get to know somebody via a social media dating app just enough that it's, I'm intrigued and let's meet up. And it's just one drink at that point. If you, if the other person on the end just wants to meet up for one drink and then you decide, maybe it turns into a first date or maybe it's just one drink and you're a cool person and you part ways and that's it. But that kind of, to me, seems like a great trial and error process. I think because that weeds out a lot of people who are just looking to get laid, people that don't know what they want, people that are, I don't know, whatever 15 other things you could probably list. So I guess my question is, what are your thoughts on that? I think that's a great way to go about it. Um, don't waste time, like, sending text messages back and forth. Like, meet up. Pen pals. In yeah. real life. Guys, isn't that the point is to, you know, have relationships and, and build things with... Connections. Actual, actual human people. Because, like, at that point, 
I'll play chat roulette online at two in the morning and just say bring bring. Well, like, I'm, I'm not the only one that does that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't do that, but uh -huh. I'm just I'm just saying. Okay. Yep. Comedic relief. Anyway, but still, I mean, at that point, what do you want to do? You just want to trade texts. You can't actually build any sort of relationship on a text message. You You're need right. to meet people in real life. You need to have a conversation. You need to see their face. Oh. You need to hear the tone of their voice when they tell something because everything is can be misconstrued through a text. You know, okay. a joke just because somebody says ha 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 to something that you think you said is funny doesn't actually mean you're funny. Right. You could just be an asshole. So my question, bouncing off of that, yep. is when you meet these people and in person, is it awkward and how do you greet them? Okay, great. So um, personally, I've gone on a couple dates off of social media apps and it's been a mixed bag. It's just like, you know that stupid quote, <laughs> Forrest got black, is like a box of chocolate. Yeah, totally like that. And some people, you can kind of get a vibe off of a text message. Like if you, I mean, at, at, to be completely honest, like some people you, you can just, you get a vibe that generally this person is funny, this person is easygoing, this person is flexible, or this person is probably an asshole, this person's confused, whatever it might be. <laughs> These are, Those my, are a lot of things. Well, there's, there's been a lot of first dates. <laughs> so, um, speaking from my own personal experience with some of these people that I've actually met up in real life with is, you know, you go in there first. Me personally, I'm a stickler for being on time. That's just something I grew up with. Um, it, it was just instilled with me. It's like, if you show up at the designated time, you're late. So I'm always like five, 10 minutes early. Same. Um, because you want to set a first good impression because that's what a first date, a first meeting is. It's, it's your first impression of who you are as a person. So if you want to show respect to any sort of relationship, then you show up on time. Right. Or if you're not going to show up on time, call the fucking person and say, I'm running late. If they're flexible, then it's I'll not understand. a big deal. Right. And that total situation happened with me. We had set up a time, um, to actually meet and some issue happened and it was like, I can't meet you. Are you cool with like an hour or two later? Fine. I'm flexible enough. I respect the potential of whatever this relationship could be as friends, as anything else that an hour is not going to make a big deal in the grand scheme of things. But, um, you just, you kind of sit down. So for me, the first, you know, uh, say hi, just hi, shake hands, hug. You kind of have to make a in the moment decision of okay. whoever's in front of you. If the person looks like they're going in for a hug, then just, you know, give them a kind of a, a side hug or whatever. I'm not going to say like, stick your hand out and dead fish it to them. Like it's, yeah, that happened at one point, but you know, just be cordial, put a smile on your face, say hi, you look great. Just be, but I mean, at that point, that's why we're friends. It's being authentic and being honest. I'm not going to trash talk another human being in front of me. It's like, you look nice, smile, nice to see you. How was your day? Just make some small talk at least and Fair. see what happens from there. If you're a decent conversationalist, it's, I tell people it's like a tennis match. There should be some sort of back and forth and you pitch it to the person you're sitting across the table from. And at that point, if they can't pitch it back to you, then this shit is already going downhill. Right. Um, I lost my train of thought. I don't know where I'm going from Interesting. here. Interesting. Okay. I but just... that's that's my thoughts on the entire See, first I'm... impression, in, 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 imitation, impression, whatever it might be. I'm a hugger. <laughs> I try and Straight hug up it. hug? I just go in for a hug. Um, because we're all human and we all crave a connection. And actually, did you know that there's a thing called heart-to-heart -heart hugging? And if you hug an individual for 30 seconds, it takes a ton stress. of stress away. Yeah, because doesn't it release like cortisol or something? It, it releases some sort of... Why I turn this uh, off back there? Uh, 
this button. Okay, great. Guys, we're driving and, you know, windshield wipers and all kinds of shit are going shit on. Shit are going on. Shit's going on right now. Anyway, okay, so you're a hugger and heart to heart. I don't, it's not heart yeah, to heart stress, all the time, but relief. like, hey, nice to see you. Thanks for meeting up with me. Let's, uh, so, yeah. what do you do for work? Where do you live? Like, that's why so, I okay. don't like having that initial conversation via Bumble or. Yeah, because it's, it's impersonal at that point. Right. Meet up with me and let's have a cocktail let's have a drink. or cough, If coffee. you don't drink, get water. Who cares? No, there's literally no judgment here, at least between us. No, I, don't, I a, literally don't give a shit. I don't care. Because, I'm going to have a cocktail. Because your end that. goal is to meet that person in real life and make a decision. Right. It doesn't matter where it, where it happens. Here's the other good thing I would say is to go into it without any sort of expectations, which is really hard to do because sometimes it's like you really like someone or you get really hopeful and it's just like you have the potential then to just crush your own heart because of expectations. That's actually interesting that you say that, which we should do another podcast on expectations this week. Great. We should, let's write that um, down. Yeah. I'm like, we do need to write right. these down. I write know. Down we, these we're topics. coming up with so many good notes. Uh, um, notes. Uh, I'm thinking... I mean, my whole life I had, you know, expectations of what I wanted to be and my parents had expectations of me of, you know, the things that I was doing and who I was involved with and where I was going and where I was living. And, um, I have learned that over the past at least four years, and I think a lot of this has to do with my fabulous, uh, ex-fiance, um, having expectations about anything is not a good thing. But it's hard. It's so hard because you're so conditioned. And it's, but to me personally, that ties into that swirling toilet bowl of social media, how you grew up, your conditioning based on the media, and all these different things. Because how do you find your authentic self when you're constantly being told all these countries? You're brainwashed by the people around things. you when you're right. a kid. You are brainwashed and you start to think how everyone else thinks. By the time you're four years old, everybody's got your thoughts figured out for you. So yes, you have to, as an adult, grow to the point where you are like, you know what? These are my ideals. This is what I expect of myself. You start to, if you're a strong-willed and motivated individual, you will be able to sit down and eventually train your brain to think a different way from which you were raised. Hashtag train your brain. Oh, that's a really that's good a great one. one. Let's, I'm going to write that down too. Please do. Mm -hmm. Um, but having expectations, you're right. It's, it's not easy to just kind of squash expectations, but the older that I get and the less expectations that I have of people, I can have them of myself cause then I can hold myself accountable and actually do them. But having expectations of other people or other situations is you're going to be let down. And if you don't want to be let down, then don't have expectations. It's pretty yeah, but simple. Is that an expectation in itself? That your expectation that somebody's going to let you down before you even start up anything. Right. So if you don't have expectations, then it's just not, that's just not there. And so you don't, you won't have to feel like, oh, that person let me down or this person, like people do what they want to do. I'll be honest. Like yeah, I make, true. I make, um, plans with people and then I bail on them. Oh, you're a flaker. I'm not a flake. I'll tell them. Oh, okay. Then that's totally different. I'll tell them like an hour beforehand, like, Hey, you know what? I overbooked myself today I got and much. I'm exhausted. I got too much on my plate. Can we reschedule? Can we reschedule? And at that point, if they're your people, they'll understand. Exactly. So if it shouldn't matter. If they're not, great. I always try and keep like business meetings kosher, even if I'm exhausted. Like it shows that I'm a driven individual and that I'm going to make it on time well, and do my damn thing. Business meetings are important. Right. Um, especially because, when you run your own. Because people like to make a living and for you specifically, I like getting paid just as much as the next person. So. Amen. 
So, um, but yeah, I, I flake on people, but them having an expectation of me to show up or whatever, like that's on you, dude. I told you that I can't make it. If you want to still have that expectation of me that I am going to make it, that's a crock of shit. <laughs> Sorry. Crock of shit. Crock of shit. So crock of shit, that kind of, um, triggers me for another idea. Okay. So, um, I've had this saying for maybe the last year or so, and I say it a lot because my friends make fun of me all the time. It's like, Natalie, it's okay to show feelings. It's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay to, you know, and this just ties into being authentic. So the joke consistently, because I'm literally living my life for comedic relief, is I'm crock-potting my feelings. Oh. It's a slow simmer of whatever the hell I feel that day. And if it bubbles over, anger, jealousy, whatever the, whatever the feeling is of the day, crock-potting my anger, so... Do you crock-pot happiness? Ooh, that's a good one. Um, Do you crock-pot positive emotions I want to say... I'm going to say no to that, because I am an internal optimist at that okay. point. Okay. And first and foremost, that's probably why we get along so well, is because I want to spread joy. Like, I have an Instagram account. I have two. I'm going to throw it out there. One is private, and one is public. My public one is pretty pictures and positive affirmations of life and somewhat philosophical for the most part. You can follow it if you want about my travels, about world, about culture, about people and whatever. I'm just, they're cool happy things that I see and I would like to share with people. Versus my personal profile, which is all the shitty Instagram photos that you would like to see. Pets. Dumb things I do. Shitty pictures of food. And you know, whatever else you put on Instagram. That's what I'm here for. Road trips. Whoa. Accident almost. Um, what were we talking about? Crock-putting our anger. Yeah. Happiness. Okay, so at that point, no, I would say I want to be an eternal optimist. I want to share happiness with people. I want to share pretty things with people. I want to share good vibes with people. So I would say absolutely not. Crock-putting comes into play because they're feelings that are held back. Yes. And that's why I say if it bubbles over, it's a release at that point. It expo- it's and like at an that explosion. point, it's too late. So... What are those feelings that people generally, quote-unquote, crockpot? Anger. Fear. Fear. Insecurities. Vulnerabilities. Um, emotions of what? Sadness. Sadness is a good one. That's, oh, fuck. That'll just lead to depression, ladies and gentlemen. You crockpot sadness and you're fucked. Uh-huh. Good luck getting out of that black hole. Yeah, that, that, you don't come out of it. You do, but it's a years long, it's years a long, of therapy. It's, it's a expensive. Long, hard road. I literally just spit a piece of Twizzler across the car. I felt that. I felt <laughs> that. I'm really sorry. Getting That's a little, okay. Getting a little fired up here. It's getting a little love over here. Is what's going on? <laughs> Share right, the so, spit. Anyway. But, Anywho. <laughs> so that's what I'm talking about. Crock putting, bubbling over. Side note about whatever the hell we were talking about before, because I don't even remember, but. Social media. Social media. Tangent. Whatever. I think we were talking about social media. We're, it's just, we're talking about relationships and dating in general. Like, let's just call it what it is. Personal experiences what re- was our, relevant what to What was our first? Things that you're looking for in a partner. Oh, yep. Oh, but all these different things. Gentlemen that are listening, this is what women think about. It is a swirling toilet bowl of feelings, of motions, of corporate environment. Here, I'll just tell you this. This oh. is a great analogy and a, oh. on a way that it was explained to me the difference between the way that men and women think. All right, here we go. Okay, so We're men... We're going to boil it down to the bare minimum. Yep, this is it. All right. Men walk... Okay, they have a house. They walk into the house and it's one big room. Okay. Okay? That's it. That's how they think. It's one big room. When women go into their little house, 
to the right is one room, which is a certain feeling or a certain, I, you know, thing that they're thinking about. They come out of that room and go into another room. Literally, this this house is filled with hun- like hundreds of rooms. So we're thinking about a million different things all at once, whereas a man is thinking about one thing at once. So you're saying men are not multitaskers. <laughs> 100 100% uh, You motherfuckers Eat food now It's it's food, sex, sleep, naps, sex, in that, food Not necessarily in that order Sleep, naps, sleep, naps, food, sex maybe, Mostly sex Maybe some music in there Maybe occasional drink or two yeah. But football Music football. Oh god We like up. sports and we don't care who knows Yay sports Alright we're off a tangent again. All right. And then women, a maze of a cluster. Okay. So this is funny that you say that because I re- I've been watching a lot of stand-up recently. We're just going to go on tangent after tangent. Yeah, I love this. Why not? So I've been, watching, I've been watching a lot of stand-up on Netflix recently. And just because it's, you know, comedy. It, the laughter is one of literally one of the best medicines that you can possibly mm-hmm. give to yourself and to people around you because it's contagious and it's amazing and it smiles and it makes you, and people feel good. By the way, um, how, where is where's this restaurant we're going to? Um, that's a great question. Where's my phone? I bet if it was here, I, no, I, shut know. up. I've been, I've been, uh, I've been checking it occasionally. Okay. okay. I'm like, I'm, are we going to the right? Do we miss it? It says arrival 106, 25 minutes. Cause we've been sitting in traffic. Okay. Anyways, comedy. Um, comedy. Yeah. So I've been watching a lot of Netflix. Uh, why does it say we're going the wrong fucking way? Or did we miss it? Hold, I think, hold please. I think can, we, do you have something to talk about while I look this up real quick? I, I can figure something out. We're in South Carolina. We just hit South Carolina. Yeah, we fucking missed it. <laughs> We fucking missed our restaurant, so that's cool. Well, I'm kind of glad that we went through Charlotte because that traffic was fucking garbage, so. All right, that's fine. Well, let's keep talking for another 15 minutes and we'll find another restaurant. Well, I'm going to just leave it up to you. Yeah, bud, get out of my way. All right, so real quick. So talking Netflix and comedy. So um, there was one comedian. Her name was um, Lindy, Lindsay. Honestly, I don't remember. (laughs) That's horrible to say, but... Something that she said resonated. It was really funny because she was literally just talking about the differences between men and women. And she likened, she basically said men are down to those three things, sex, food, and whatever else. And women are like a tornado. It might not trigger you. You know, if you do something, it's not that dirty sock on the floor that triggers women. It's been swirling around. And she uses this hand motion around, you know, like a a swirling tornado. Like, you see it coming. You see it coming. And then it's fucking chaos when it touches down. And then it just, like, destroys everything in your path. And, you know, you better take cover in the bathroom or something. But, you know, just as soon as that twister touches down, you're stuck in the eye of the storm and everything's all calm. And then it just disappears. That's the basic description of a woman. <laughs> You're right. It is not the sock. It's not the you sock. You know what's really funny? It's I've the fact had... that, you know, um, you know, the sock is dirty. It's in the middle of the living room. There's only one sock. The fact that, you know, there's maybe two people that live here and I don't wear a size 10. What the fuck? Like, we know. We know. <laughs> My ex used to do it all the time. <laughs> He'd leave dirty, nasty fucking socks You'd have a pile of socks by the end of the week shoved next to the kitchen table. I'm like, really? This is where we leave socks? It's okay, though. I'm your maid, and I'll clean up after you. It's fine. I was shouting, and you're just talking now. So sorry to anybody that had to turn their volume down, because I got all fired up and emotional. Fired up about a, a fucking tornado sock. Well, <laughs> Jesus. Torn- sock of tornadoes. A, a sack of tornadoes. Um, I guess 
What I really just wanted to get at was <laughs> my my day. expectations <laughs> of an individual upon meeting them and then being possibly a good fit to be in my life as a significant other. It doesn't start with physical attributes. It's more so of mental um, positivity and radiance and constantly wanting to better yourself and kind of being handy. That's, that's important to me. Um, if I'm pretty well-rounded. If I know how to lay drywall, I want to be able to lay drywall with you or lay carpet or whatever. I don't, um, I don't, I was just explaining to someone the other day, I don't need someone, but I think we all want someone. Funny you should say that because now I have another tangent. I've actually had a conversation where somebody told me that it's not even about one. And I said something about, um, isn't everybody just striving to, you know, better themselves and to find somebody that matches them and straight up the answer was no not everybody and I'm like oh well the conversation is just going to end right here that because that wow you just made that really simple Interesting. So, sorry random tangent but that was a weird anecdote that I decided to share thank you no problem interesting yeah I was like okay so what what we're saying is we want to spread love and positivity but there are people out there that just have a negative outlook on just about everything so my question is are those people on social media or not social media but are they on dating sites I'm sure that oh why I, I, I don't know I met that person on a, on a social media dating site so what I mean like if you're not trying to spread that are you, like, looking for... I have no idea. I mean, point. misery loves company. That's what I'm getting at. So, like, there's people like you and I on dating apps, but... And we're positive individuals looking for other positive Authentic individuals. relationships. Why are people even trying? Like, are they looking for other miserable people? Actually, it was really funny. I was on a date the other day, and my date played along, which was hilarious and fantastic. We got along really well. But uh, there was another couple at the yeah. same restaurant that we were in. They were on a Bumble date. Oh, no way. And it was the third time that they had met up, and they were you, screaming. You actually asked them? Yes. Because <laughs> they asked us if we were on a Bumble date, and he, yeah. uh, this, per I can't throw him under the bus either, but he said, no, actually, we met at Kroger in the produce aisle. And I played along. Like, that's oh, the best right. thing. Yeah. I love it. Let's play along that's, with it. That's organic. Yeah. Um, and they were like, for real, you're not on a Bumble date? Okay, real quick, like, how, no. do you, how do you feel about barbecue? Sounds great. Okay. Continue. How do you feel about barbecue? No. How do you feel about... How do I feel del about... Deli grocery meat. Oh, uh, yes. De <laughs> deli. Deli meat. <laughs> that I met my date at Kroger. Anyways, um, I played along with it. And these two individuals, it was their third date. And they were screaming at each other. And he was calling her stupid, and she me? was fucking... Oh, she God. came outside smoking a cigarette, and she goes, I don't even smoke. That's how much this guy has me nervous, like a fucking nervous wreck. And I I was just like, this why is a, you, why, this is a why? third date. Walk away. What are you doing? Like, go home. What are you doing? Um, my date was organic. Like, we just go with the flow. Like, why, why are people spending their time, like... Is it this exit up here? Shit. 161 New York. Look at that. I love that. Ooh, that's an old school Bronco. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. I'd we, have some things to say about that gentleman. We want 161 New York. Got it. For fuck's sake, Mercedes. 
Slam on your brakes to get over, please. Anywho, um, look, she didn't even get over. Cocksucker, you didn't need to... Uh, I, can't, I can't give this, this I apologize for my road rage, but I'm not sorry. My okay? parents can never listen to this. No. Mine can. <laughs> Fuck, dude. Get out of my lane. <laughs> ah, God damn it. I'm going to send this immediately to my dad. He'll say, wait, I'm so proud of you for being authentic. Anyways, um, we're about to go get some barbecue. I just wanted to... This has uh, just been a clusterfuck of an hour of just us rambling and talking. I hope that you enjoy this, and it's not going anywhere, so I plan on sharing with all of my friends and my family and all of my followers. Um, I don't have any followers, and they don't give a shit. Well... I'm here as a celebrity, celebrity status <laughs> update. Okay, I love it. I don't even know what that means. Do I? <laughs> I, I don't even know. Am it I, doesn't even make any sense. No. Am I supposed to be turning right here? Yeah. Excellent. It's okay. on this road somewhere. Okay, great. We'll, we'll figure it out. All right, everybody. Have a fucking kick-ass day. Uh, I've been we, f- we appreciate you, motherfuckers. I've been farting out of my mouth for 45 minutes. So. Ditto. Welcome to the first podcast. Uh, You'll get better with time, I promise. Whitney Brewer Photography. Whitney Brewer. Bleh, Brewer. Boudoir. Whitney Brewer. Also. Weddings. Whitney Brewer. I'm going to be famous. Um. 